Hello. This is the uh, first episode of All Spoilers. Woo-hoo. My name is Sam. I'm going to be your main host, and basically you're going to get really tired of hearing my voice all the time. <laughs> Never. <laughs> and then we have Cindy here. Hello. Who is uh, my friend of 12 years. Jesus Christ. We're old. Yeah. And um, your semi-regular co-host. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> Ish, kind of. I'll be in majority of the episodes, but definitely not all of them. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, this is just, I've been wanting to do this for like the past month. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah, a little while. And so I figure, you know, what a better way than to get all of my um, personal frustrations out on uh my books that i read and so i can yell into a void and have a podcast yay (laughs) and then if people listen cool if they don't then cool i get all of my yelling out and that's great so um since this is an intro podcast we're actually not going to talk about any books right now um (laughs) we're actually going to do a kind of like an introduction (laughs) (laughs) and talk a little bit about like you know, various things like what our favorite genre is, uh, how many books we assume we've read, which is not easy to guess in our no. lifetime. Uh, things of that nature. Nothing like crazy. But just to get a better idea of who we are and what our personalities are like. So then you can figure out if you like want to listen to me for drone on for an hour about um (laughs) (laughs) about our favorite about my favorite books um also if you couldn't tell by the title on its own uh i'm going to be talking about and so is cindy and so is every other guest that i bring on here um we're gonna be talking about major plot points of books it is a spoiler podcast if you want just a review of the book this ain't the place nope not the podcast for you my dear if you haven't read it and you hate spoilers don't listen if you have read it and you just want to hear what other people are yelling about cool if you haven't read it and you don't mind spoilers welcome welcome you get to hear me yell about things you probably won't fully understand comprehend. <laughs> um so i've decided um the two of us are going to answer seven uh I guess like get to know you questions, questions. um all you know book related oh surprise of course of course and then we'll go into some quizzes about uh various things we'll get into it we'll later. get into it so the first thing is I'm gonna let Cindy answer first okay. um <laughs> for all of these and then I'll answer second mm-hmm. we might talk a little bit about like why it is that we answered the way we did right so the first one is, what is your Hogwarts house? Okay, so <laughs> I am guessed? a proud as ever Hufflepuff through and through. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely a Hufflepuff. Um, I am a teacher, so obviously helping people is kind of what I do. I have that Hufflepuff energy in my classroom. Sorry to all my students, but <laughs> not actually sorry because, you know, I love you, so it's whatever. Um, obviously loyalty <laughs> like we've been friends for 12 years and why are you a hufflepuff why are you a hufflepuff because pottermore told me so right no um and actually i got on the harry potter train a lot later in life than sam did yes um and actually it was sam who got me on the potter train you're welcome um because my parents were very are very religious and did not want me to read the books or partake in any of that while I was young, and they were super popular, and then I met Sam in high school, and she was like, "You haven't what? You not not a single one? What? We're watching the movies. We're watching the movies." And, and she so was like, like, "But my parents and I'm like, they're never gonna know. My parents are never gonna know because we're gonna watch it at uh, 10 p.m. after they've gone to bed, or at your house, or at because my house. they won't never know because my parents anyway. don't give a shit. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, so yeah, she kind of got me into it, and I fell in love, and. I did not actually physically read the books, but I did listen to them on Audible, and I know some people consider that reading and others don't, so I consider it reading because that's I con- understood the words. In my opinion, that is considered reading. That's a form of reading. Some people don't, like, people with dyslexia do not process words the way that, like, I do. So them reading is hard, but them listening not so much. Right. And it just depends on how you process things. Exactly. And so if you process faster listening, good on you. I can't. I zone the fuck out listening to audiobooks. Yeah. Like, it's bad. <laughs> 
I do sometimes, but a lot of the times what I do, like, especially lately, because, like, right now I'm currently listening to a couple books on, well, one book on Audible, but I'm going through a series, and um, I listen to them in the car, like, on my way to work and on my way home from work, because it's a short drive. It's, like, a 20 to 25-minute drive, so I'm not, like, I don't have a whole lot of time to just, like, zone out necessarily, but I also, it's enough time to get through, like, majority of a chapter usually, and these are books that I have read already. That helps. So I don't really like fully need to focus. Now, when it comes to listening to a book that I've not read before, yeah. that's difficult for me. See, that's hard because when I when um, Inheritance came out, the fourth book of the Aragon mm-hmm. series, um, all the books were sold out everywhere. They were all on hold at the library by like 50 people. And I there was an audiobook. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Okay, fine. And then I drove the short distance from my house to Alex's house. Oh, geez. Our friend Alex, uh, from my house to his house was like a five-minute drive, seven-minute drive. It was seven short. Seven-minute max. Um, I, started, I started it when I left my house. Everything was chill. And then I got to his house, and we were in a battle scene, and I have no idea how we got there. <laughs> like, I zone out. I yeah. just tune it out, and I, that's why I can't do audiobooks. Yeah. I'm such a bad audio processor, but... Anyway, moving on. <laughs> this happens Sam. a lot. <laughs> what is your Hogwarts house? Drum I, roll, please. I'm a Hufflepuff. Ta-da! <laughs> um, I think my biggest Hufflepuff trait is that if someone fucks with one of my friends, I will fuck you up. Oh, yeah. And I've seen this firsthand, <laughs> Don't, those of you. You can say whatever you want to me, and I'll just be like, yeah, okay, whatever. If you fuck with one of my friends, I will come after your ass. Oh, yeah, you are done for. Like, don't talk to my friends. No. I will end you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, before we get too far, um, because it is uh, <laughs> October 3rd, 2020, I just need to say this, since we will be talking about Harry Potter, fuck J.K. Rowling. Exactly. That's I it. agree 1,000% that, with that sentiment. Um, I'm not going to get into it because th- that could be a whole podcast episode exactly. on its own. And we, this is, that's not the type of podcast that we want yeah. to be putting out right now. That, that's for a different show but, later on. <laughs> yeah, I just, but I want to put out there that um, the people I bring on this podcast wholeheartedly believe that trans women are women. Exactly. And transphobes are not allowed to exist. Exactly. And so J.K. Rowling is dead in my books, even though I still cherish harry potter exactly so it's very hard it is it's very difficult it's, yeah but i i really wanted to put that in there like yep. fuck jk rowling i still love that work though and i'm glad that i bought the book secondhand now because mm-hmm. none of that money went into her pocket so moving on yes <laughs> um next question next question cindy what is your favorite book genre I read a lot of, like, dystopian, like, young adult fantasy type of things. Okay. So, my, you know, epic ones, like, The Hunger Games, mm-hmm. Divergent, um, the testing series, which is not all that well-known. Mm-hmm. I kind of, like, stumbled upon it, I think, at a Barnes & Noble or something. Sometimes those are the best um, books that you just, like, really happen upon. And it's, like, the testing um, series, if you've not read it or heard of it, please look it up. It is fantastic. It's just three, it's a trilogy, it's just the three books. They're really short, really easy reads, very small, but they're so interesting and so, like, keeps you on the edge of your seat, like, the whole mm-hmm. time. It, they're really, really good. Highly recommend. But yeah, I'm more of, like, the dystopian, like, young adult fiction fantasy type mm-hmm. of a genre, typically. Yeah. Um, me, personally, I'm also typically young adult. I just, I like the way they're written. I don't like, I hate picking up adult books and they're being, like, Sex scenes. I'm like, why does, why, why? Why does adult equal sex? Why does that have to happen? No, I can enjoy, um, I, I miss, I like reading adult books when it, there are few that have like that fantasy adventure element mm-hmm. that don't involve sex, but like they say fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And, uh, that is what I want. <laughs> that is what I want. And like, it's very simple. I want them to say fuck and goddamn it and like go shit yourself. And I want there to be violent sometimes. And I want them to be standing up in strong characters. And I don't want it all to boil down to sex at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> like that just, I'm like, what's, 
what is the plot of this? If you're if find it, if you're a romance novel, what a, like that's, that's the plot of the book. That is what I'm looking for. If I am looking for a romance novel, that is what I'm looking for. If I'm looking yes. for a regular novel that is not anywhere near romance, I'm not looking for the sex part. Yeah. And I really am not a romance novel person. Neither am I. Like, I've it, never really been able to get into it. I them. just I can't. But like my whole thing is like my you look at my bookshelf and you're like, "Wow, young adult fantasy adventure." That is who that is that who is I am, and not dystopian fantasy adventure. Cindy just yelled at her cat by looking at I it. Called at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. I'm looking at you. Jeez. Oh, um, <laughs> so Sorry. I'm not so much the uh, dystopian. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. I read Hunger Games it's until about halfway through Mockingjay, and then I called Cindy. I was like, "What the fuck happens? I can't get through this book." <laughs> and then, um, and I, I promptly told her what yeah, happened <laughs> because I was like, "Just tell me, I don't care." Um, and then uh, Divergent. I read the first book, gave it to her, lost all interest, and then she picked it up. I took it and ran. Took it and ran. <laughs> um, never got into like the fifth wave. Like it's just dystopian. I've read all but the last book of the fifth wave and i think it that's just, the like, one that's dragging for you right now isn't it it is um i started reading it I, st- I think i started reading the last star i think is what the last one's called um in like maybe february of this year like end of january early february type mm-hmm. of thing um because i was on a roll like i finished the fifth wave in the beginning of january and then i read the infinite sea and i was like all right let's keep it moving and it just like stalled out for me like, the plot itself just kind of... Mm-hmm. That's fair. So, yeah. I don't so, know. Maybe I'll get back into it. We'll see. Uh, moving on. Um, because we also, a lot of the times, like, young adult books. Mm-hmm. So, like, but like Harry Potter's technically... Or not young adults. Sorry. Uh, children. Children. Juvenile. Young reader. Whatever you want right. to call it. It's in the children's section of Barnes & Noble. I'm a bookseller for everybody who wants to know. I work at Barnes & Noble. That is bad for my bank <laughs> Yes. And my 40% discount. Mm-hmm. But I get advanced reader copies sometimes, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so does Sydney because I I'm do. a nice book Actually, peddler. Actually, I just got, what, 11 advanced reader copies this trip? 14. Well, or no. Not including the ones that you brought me from your right. private collection. So, yeah, 11. Anyway, um, so we're going to talk a little bit about, we're, eventually we'll get to Percy Jackson, but right now we're going to talk, like, who is your godly parent? So I... It has been a very, very, very long time since I've read the Percy Jackson series, and I know that when Sam and I were reading it through the first one to three times, because, you know, why not? Oops. Um, you know, we took the quizzes, and we figured out who our godly parent was, and I honestly couldn't remember. Like, I had an inkling of who it was, but I couldn't fully remember who my godly parent was, so I took another quiz today, and it was who I thought it was. I am a daughter of Poseidon, <laughs> um, so yay, Percy. We're brother and sister. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Awkward. God, Percy's your brother. I I'm know, so sorry. Right? <laughs> like, could you not see one of my brothers, like, acting like Percy, though? Yes, CJ. (laughs) Siege. It makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Sorry, Christian. I love you. (laughs) Um, Yes, I am a son of Poseidon. Or son of Poseidon. I'm a daughter of Poseidon. Daughter of Poseidon. You're the daughter of, uh, like, Big Three. Yes. Wow. So. High honor. Theoretically, I'd be incredibly powerful. Theoretically. Incredibly powerful and incredibly chaotic. Yes. (laughs) You should see my classroom. The chaotic yes. part is completely oh, true. <laughs> also, I really need to say this mm-hmm. right now. Um, Percy Jackson was my first ever himbo. Oh. Per- and we'll talk about Percy. this when we get to the books, but yes. Percy is a himbo. I will fight people on that. Mm-hmm. Also, Percy is a Hufflepuff, and everyone can fight me on that, too. Agreed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, he, he's a mix between a Hufflepuff and a Gryffindor. Yes. Uh, I, I say he's a Hufflepuff with Gryffindor tendencies. Yes. I Absolutely. Yes. Um. To me, I my godly parent is Athena. <laughs> and so I was like, wow, I, <laughs> I um resemble that remark <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um so we'll, we won't get into that too much. Not um, until PJO. <laughs> not until PJO. Um so the next one which I this one threw Cindy through a loop. Yeah, I've um, never really thought about the next two questions until she asked me them today. So it was kind of um, difficult for me to to pull those answers out, but I got them. So the first one is who is your book BFF? So your book best friend, and this goes over all books. All like books I that have, we've ever read. I have book best friends in every series and every book that I've read. But like, who is your top tier book best friend? 
So, <laughs> ironically, coming off of the last question, the book best friend that I wrote down when I was writing my answers was Annabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Which tracks because my best friend of the entire world is a daughter of Athena. Is basically, <laughs> basically Anna. <Annabeth. laughs> um, but yeah, she she's my book best friend. I just like, and like I said, you know, I really never thought about my answer to those types of questions or even those questions in general before Sam asked me them earlier today. And so, I mean, really, the only reason that I chose Annabeth is because her name was really the only name that like popped into my head when I was like, okay, who is my book BFF? And, like, her name popped into my head, and then, like, a couple other names popped in, and then it, I always came back to Annabeth. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of why I put the answer down. I really don't have any specific reasoning behind it. Um, but, I mean, she just – I feel like we would be tight, you know? Yeah. No, I'd feel that. <laughs> Mine um, – you haven't read this series. Okay. Um, I am going to put it on your list for, like, way down the line because you have uh, yeah, 90 – 97. 97 books that she needs to read. 97, ladies um. and gentlemen. <laughs> so 75% you... of the books that I own, I have not read. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so this character is in the Raven Cycle. Okay. You've, I've heard you talk about the Raven yes. Cycle like on. My, on my children. Um, Ronan uh, Lynch, call me. <laughs> Actually, don't. You're gay. Adam <laughs> Parrish, call me. You're bi. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, not the point here. Um, my book best friend is Blue Sargent. Okay. And I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory on Blue. Okay. She um, is comes from a poorer family in, that takes place in uh, Henrietta, Virginia. She comes from a poorer family of psychics. Mm. And she's the only one of the family that is not psychic. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't really care. She's a little bit eccentric. Like, her hair is short. She has, like, um, clips in it. And, like, I'm not, I don't want to give you too much of the basis of the story. I just want to talk about Blue. She's, like, I'm going to say it. She's a little bit like your sister. <laughs> very headstrong. Mm-hmm. Very, like, um, to the point. Doesn't mince her words. Like, doesn't really care what you think. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like, care if she hurts your feelings. She does like, not, she's going to say what she, she thinks and that's that. does not care if she hurts your feelings yeah. at all. And I adore that about Blue. Also, Blue... And if Rebecca ever listens to this, she's going to kill me. Blue and Rebecca are basically the same person. <laughs> love you, Rebecca. I love you so much, Bex. Please don't hate me. If You probably won't. You'll actually probably take that as a high, high compliment. But hopefully. Hopefully. But I've also joked around a little bit. And when you read the books, you'll fully understand this, that I am a mix between Blue and Gansey. And um, when you read it, you'll understand that. And I want you to come back to this podcast in the future listen to that and then realize oh she's right she's right (laughs) because i've said that to rebecca and i've said that to kirsten and they're like holy shit that's on point (laughs) spot on ace (laughs) so then the next one um is your book so your book significant Mm. other and this one was so easy for me i was like it's this one i know this one it took me a little bit longer than it took you sam but (laughs) it was fairly easy for me to to choose my answer for this one. Yeah. Who is it? Tobias, aka four right, from Divergent. Right. I just he embodies everything that I have always like wanted in a significant subconsciously other. envisioned for mm-hmm. that person in my life. Okay. You know, he's Tell me a little bit about him, because so, all I yeah, remember is from the first book. Okay, so Four is, he. his nickname... Is okay. Four because his of His nickname the, is Four because he has four fears. Yeah. So when um, the new recruits from all of the other factions come into um, the Dauntless faction, one of the rounds of training and testing that they go through is their fear landscape. So he only had four fears. Um, which is why he got his nickname. He is a transfer from Abnegation, which is the same uh, faction that Triss, his love interest in the book, comes from. Mm-hmm. But his whole thing is he was beaten by his dad, mm-hmm. who is a leader in Abnegation. And um, that was honestly one of the major reasons that he went to Dauntless, so that one, he could get away from his dad, and two, he could learn how to fight mm-hmm. and like defend himself against people like that and defend other people who can't defend themselves against people like that okay so like that in general is like yes like total hufflepuff energy there 
Um, oh, wow. And, like, in the books and in the movie, he has a tattoo all down his back with, like, typically, you know, their their whole saying in this world is faction before blood. Mm-hmm. So your faction always comes first. Mm-hmm. You do not have ties to any other faction. It's your faction and nothing else. And so he has um, a tattoo of all five of the factions on his back. And okay. he says this line, and I just, like, it just embodies kind of who he is to me. Is he, has, he says, I don't just want to be one thing. I want to be smart and kind and selfless and brave and mm, honest. <laughs> what was the last one? Sorry, Candor. <laughs> I don't really like your faction very much. But, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, he's like, I don't... And, like, that's kind of, like, the whole premise of Divergent mm-hmm. is it's... You, you don't just conform to one of those aspects. You are a combination of all of them. Mm-hmm. Or at least majority of them. Because yeah. Triss is definitely not honest. <laughs> She's like, but, fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, she can be kind, but it doesn't happen very often. But anyway. Tr- Triss from the first book, from what I remember, because it's been a while, um, it seems has very much like Gryffindor energy. <laughs> she does. She does have a lot of Gryffindor energies. I don't know if she's um, Gryffindor, but she has Gryffindor energy. Honestly, I I really don't see her in any other house. Also, really quick, um, we're going to sort a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah. Apologies in advance, but, like, definitely not sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is my book, Significant Other, is four. Yeah. So nice. mine uh, is... <laughs> Mr. William Owen Herondale. Damn, full name and full everything. Full name. Um, Mr. I'm full-blooded Welsh from the countryside, from uh, the book series Infernal Devices, which is one of Cassandra's Claire Shadowhunter series, Victorian England, just dark hair, blue eyes, perfect (laughs) and if you ever catch me simping over a dark hair blue-eyed man that's like six foot tall it's probably because i'm like will harrendale (laughs) you are will harrendale reincarnate you will get there because you have the books now yes um so i'm books to get through to get there but i do Um, have them i'm so i'm gonna give you like not a lot of backstory on him okay. because you're going to I know you're not actually going to spoil the book for Yeah, me. I'm not going to spoil it. But um, I know this is all spoilers, but like... But <laughs> we, we can't spoil it for the co-host. We, yeah, we can't spoil <laughs> it for the co-host because that takes all the fun out of it. Right? So he, here's the thing. I'll give you some like personality things about Will. He is... he Okay, he's a lot like another character that you know. He's very aware of everybody around him mm-hmm. very aware. i'm not going to say anything mm-hmm. um about who that character is okay but he's very aware he's very perceptive he's very cautious about what he says even though it doesn't seem like it and i find such like and it's not even about like his looks like yes he's gorgeous don't get me wrong <laughs> from what i can assume and from the covers that we see um but he is so just he embodies that like okay my <laughs> my uh oh wow i love this character trope moment. moment is when the character has like this really like hard crusty outside layer and a nice soft gooey marshmallow inside yeah that is my like wow i love you moment and which is a problem because like i look at assholes and i'm like do you have a marshmallow center <laughs> And so, and a lot of the times they're like, no, and they're like, hard no, as rock. And it's like hard as rock. I was like, fuck. Um, so, for example, a good example of this is um, I'm reading. I've read Six of Crows and reading Crooked Kingdom. Uh, Kaz Brecker has the thickest, crusty outer shell that I have ever seen. But it's this one soft marshmallow spot for Inej, and that won me over. He only has the marshmallow spot for Inej. One person, one singular person. That is it. <laughs> and I have been won over by Cass Brecker, <laughs> which is so toxic for so many different reasons. Just a bit. But, like, it, there's just something about specifically Cass, even though this isn't about, like, my answer isn't Cass, but, like, something about Cass who's like, I will go to the ends of the earth for this person. 
that like warms my soul just a little bit. Yeah. And Will is like, I will go to the ends of the earth for the people that I care about. Mm-hmm. Big All of the people I care about. Big Hufflepuff energy there. Oh yeah. Big Hufflepuff energy. <laughs> but like he will and like all the people he cares about, he will do anything to keep them safe. And like that's what got me. I was like, God damn you. <laughs> you're sarcastic, you're funny, and you care about people. <laughs> like, why are you my type? Why are you my type? <laughs> and so ever since I read Infernal Devices, which was back when I was reading um the mortal instruments. mortal instruments because I read because when I first started reading Mortal Instruments, I the first five books of Mortal Instruments were out and the first two of Infernal Devices. So then uh, Heavenly Fire came out. I finished Heavenly Fire. Then I started on Infernal Devices. And while I was finishing the second book, the third book came out. It was like perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And so then I got to just like read through. And then I fell in love with William Owen Herondale. <laughs> and so that is my boo. <laughs> gotcha. So then... Uh, the next question, question number six, is favorite book series. Favorite book series. I feel like, I mean, obviously this this answer changes. Constantly? Constantly. Currently. Yeah, you can have your current and then you're like OG. Okay. Currently, my favorite book series is the Heroes of Olympus series, which mm-hmm. is the spinoff um, of the Percy Jackson series. I wouldn't even consider that it's a spinoff. It's not really a spinoff. It's more it's like a, continuation. a continuation. Yeah, because it happens after PJO. Right. Like, right after PJO. Legitimately right after. Like, a like month after. Like, it picks right the fuck up, and we're like, all right, let's go. It's like one month um, afterwards, Hera's like, ha ha, ha ha, let's start something else. Let's start another Throw him into another thing. Poor Percy. Um, I know, right? Anyway, we don't even get to see Percy until the second book in that series. Anyway, so the reason that that's my favorite series as of right now is because I am rereading it. Um, well, listening to it, rereading it that way. So it's like, you know, I haven't read those books in quite a long time. The last time I read them, I finished uh, The House of Hades when I got to England for my study term. So that was wow. 2014. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Have you read Blood of Olympus? Yeah, I've read okay. it. Yeah, yeah, I've like, read it. Did I've re- you finish? <laughs> no, I finished it, but when I read um, House of Hades, that was when it had first come out. Yeah. And I finished it as I was, we were driving into Harper, and I was on the last chapter, and I was like, because ah! I didn't want to keep the book with me when mm. I had this much left. Yeah. And um, England. <laughs> favorite series, like OG favorite series? I mean, the one that's, like, popping into my head right now is Divergent. I really, really enjoyed reading that series. That's fair. And I actually just recently, like, a couple, a month or two maybe ago, I um, got the first book on Audible and listened through it mm-hmm. while I was doing um, little projects for our basement. Yeah. And it was really nice. Like, I just put in my Bluetooth speaker or Bluetooth headphones and, like, mm-hmm. had them out in the garage with me as I was painting. And it was just, like, first of all, like, the person that was – voicing the book did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. absolutely loved her um but it's just really awesome to kind of like relive that mm-hmm. and not necessarily have to like fully pay attention to it yeah but i just like that series is um it's got everything that i love about yeah. books it's got this whole separate world that i can still picture because it is set in like dystopian chicago mm-hmm. So, like, I've been to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've seen, like, the bean that they talk about and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, like, it's it's really cool, but it's still so far removed from Chicago today that mm-hmm. it still feels like a brand new world. Yeah. And everything about it is something that, like, you know, it takes me somewhere else where I'm like, damn, like, what if I lived there? Like, what would I actually have been, like, born into? Like, what faction would I have been born into? Yeah. What would my test results be? Would it I just, be like, divergent? Like, it, it like, just, transports you. It does. It completely, fully transports me into a whole other world, and I yeah. absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, my favorite series, so, like, currently, because I'm rereading the Shadowhunter books, Infernal Devices, let's be real. <laughs> Oh, my Will. <laughs> I'm going to sigh a lot about Will every time when we talk about TID. I'll mm-hmm. sit there and be like, Will. <laughs> so be prepared. Um, That's what you should have everybody drink to. <laughs> uh, every time I uh, say Will's name with, like, affection. A sire. A, a sire or affection or his full name. A just dreamy. A dreamy. William um, Owen Herndale. William Owen Herndale. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, take a drink. Just take a shot. Just take be a shot. Be fucked by the end of the hour. You're welcome. Um. 
So that's my like current one because yeah. I just reread it. I'm only right. I'm rereading City of Glass right now, mm-hmm. and I'm on City and of Glass City right of Glass. now. Um, first read through that. Yes, um, my OG favorite series, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like it was okay. Here's the funny thing about Harry Potter. I for when the first movie came out, I was seven years old. I went and watched it with my mom in theaters. The um, Voldemort's head on the back of Quirrell's head, his face on the back of Quirrell's yeah. hair, terrified me as yeah, a seven-year-old. Like, traumatized yeah. me. And I swore off Harry Potter. <laughs> no way. Straight up, swore you off Harry. You never told me that. I swore. In our 12 years of friendship, you Seriously. have never told really? me that. Really? I thought I did. Yeah, uh-uh. swore off Harry Potter. My mom was like, well, why don't you give it another shot when I was a few years old? I was like, no, that was so scary. <laughs> and then I... Became poor seven year old Sammy. I was traumatized. Oh. My, and I mean, I can see it. The worst part is my mom's read the book because she, and that was the first time she had seen the movie too, but she read the book so she knew it was coming and still took me to see the movie. Whatever. Like, okay, Brenda. Jesus, Brenda. <laughs> so <laughs> then when I was 11, mm-hmm. I rewatched it for whatever reason and I was like, this isn't that bad. Because I was like, Four years older at that point. Right. And you, you matured you, more. You mature fast. Yeah. <laughs> from between seven and 11. Mm-hmm. So then I, um, and at that point I was a fairly active reader. Um, so my mom was like, do you want to read the books? And I was, said yes. And so we got the first book from the library and then I devoured them mm-hmm. <laughs> and could not wait for um, <laughs> for the next books to come out. And I was at like the midnight releases and stuff like that and. I think by the time I started reading them, book um, five was out. So I was able to just like devour those. Power through five books. Yeah. And um, to the point where my mom caught me once at three in the morning with my light on reading them. And I heard her get up and I quickly shoved my bookmark in it, closed the book, and turned my light off. And I heard my door slowly open. (laughs) And it was dead silent. My mom went, Samantha. It's like, hi. And she's like, were you reading? Yes. yes. Go to sleep. Okay. And so I like waited to hear her steps go back to the bed. Wait until she started snoring and turn the light back on and continue to read. She knows the story. So if she hears this, she can't be mad. Exactly. Um, so I think I've been with you when you've like reminded her of that instance. She just sighs and walks yeah, away. Yeah, she's like, <sighs> um, I, I was like, I, I could be doing coke right i could have been alley. off you know having sex and doing drugs I, and said i was pregnant at 15 like instead books. i was up reading so you got lucky yeah you got real lucky <laughs> um so next one is your favorite book single like you're a novel not a series okay so i haven't really read a lot of just novels i was in the um, same boat <laughs> um but absolutely hands down and this is a more recent read, too. Um, it's called The Lost by Natasha Preston. And I just, this book grabbed me by the shirt and just, like, fucking ran. And I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Um, but it just constantly kept me on the edge of my seat. I was literally, um, it was February of this year. I th- No. No, last, no. It was last year. It was, like, December of last year. Yeah. That I was reading this book. And it's a fairly short book. It's a pretty quick read. Mm. And I was getting towards the end. And there's this huge plot twist at the end. And so I had um, volunteered my time. Which aka was like a hardcore break for me. Because I volunteered my time to help monitor and proctor retakes of the Ohio State tests. To students who had missed them Mm -hmm. back in like October when we did them before. So basically it was like a, hey, we're going to pay you for the day at school, but you don't actually have to be up with your students and teach them. Like, we're going to hire a sub and you'll be down here with the test. And I'm like, cool, I'll do it. So I'm down there and, you know, it's quiet. We have like maybe six students in here and they don't need any help while they're physically taking the test. And we're just making sure that they're not, you know, using their phones or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I, every little itty bitty chance that I got, I had whipped this book out and I was reading it. And at one point I can remember sitting in the conference room and I'm like literally sitting on the edge of my seat, like (laughs) up and like, oh my God, 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 like freaking out over this book. And like my teacher friend sitting next to me like taps me and she's like are you okay and I was like no shh like, <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> let me finish this don't talk to me oh my gosh that twist though like 
You do not see that shit coming. Um, so mine, okay, so funnily enough, you know how I said earlier about book genre? I was like, I'm not a romance novel. This is a romance novel. <laughs> That's my do favorite tell. Um, It's uh, called uh, Red, White, and Royal Blue. Okay. It's, um, basis of the story is it's, it follows like the first son of the United States and his enemies to lovers storyline with the Prince of Wales of England. <laughs> and I, it's been a long time since I've been gripped by a book, kind of like what you're saying mm-hmm. about The Lost. And I read that book. It's like 480 some odd pages, I think. And I read that book in the span of eight hours over two days. And I haven't done that in a long time. I don't think I've done that since, like, my first read-throughs of PJO and HOO. Yeah, it was one of those books that I just immediately grabs you. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. And, like, it's a romance novel, so there's, like, some sex scenes in there and whatever. But, like, it wasn't the focus. Yeah. Like, it really wasn't. Like, they were there... There was, like, a chunk that was just, like, they're, like, back-to-back sex debates. Um, <laughs> I need to read this book down. It, it, it's good. It's really good. And what's funny is um, the main character's name is Alex. It's all from his point of view. Um, he has always been with girls. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a bi-awakening for him. Okay. Which I adore because he's sitting there and, like, they have... To go to England to, like, they're at, like, the wedding for one of, like, the princesses, whatever, I don't know. And um, he's, like, talking to the Prince of Wales, and, like, he's describing him, and he's describing him as handsome and all this stuff. And I'm like, Alex, I nobody that you are, like, if you're not attracted to him, you don't describe them as handsome. Especially to yourself, especially. Mm-hmm. Like, or even to other people. Especially to other people. Like, I, here's the thing. I have to sit here and I'm like, I'm a girl. So I'm going to, if I'm talking about like you, for example, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, yeah, she's really pretty and she has like beautiful brown, like, but like we've known each other for 12 years and we haven't yeah. hated each other. True. And when you supposedly have an mortal energy <laughs> across the sea mm-hmm. and you're like, he's... Looked so dapper in his, like, formal dress. Like, what What are you talking about? Like, Alex, honey. Alex, honey. Baby. <laughs> Baby. Like, at one point, they're trapped in a closet. And, like, because they think there's, like, a throne in their life or whatever. And um, something happens. And, like, the prince um, ends up on top of Alex because they, like, get shoved into this closet. Which is, is like, so cliche, but I love it. <laughs> and... <laughs> Alex, like, bucks his hips into him. And I'm like, sir, you thought you were straight? <laughs> Are you okay? But it was, like, this, like, beautiful. And then, like, we get a little bit more into his past. And you're like, oh, yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> like, but I love Alex dearly. He's, he, Alex is a himbo. <laughs> Actually, he's really not. He's very smart. But um, he's just stupid personally. <laughs> he's yeah. class smart. <laughs> but it's so good. If you want to borrow, doesn't have any street smarts. He, um, he kind of does. Just trying to set no, off a John no, Mulaney we're jump. not. We're not <laughs> setting off a John Mulaney jump. We're not going into this. We're not no. I refuse. <laughs> I'm moving on. Okay. If you want to borrow it later, whenever you get the chance, let me know. Yeah. I own it. Okay. It's good. It's great writing. It will eventually. And the, and the author is coming out with a new book um, June 1st. It's called One Last Stop, and it's a lesbian love story. Ooh. And I am so hype for it <laughs> because her writing's so good, too. Yeah. Oh, I'll, really quick because I love this story so much. There's, like, you see, like, text messages between them and everything Ooh, okay. and, like, emails and I was reading the email part, and I was just like, I want a British boy to wax philosophical love stories to me. <laughs> like, how gorgeous would that be? <laughs> but in any case, it's beautiful if you haven't read it. Read it. Like, right now. Go to your nearest bookstore. Buy it. Read it. Support Casey McQuinston. She's such a talented author, and it's <laughs> her first book. It's so good. Wow. So I'm jumping this one on you. I didn't I didn't prep you for this Uh-oh. question. Um, and I'll answer first so you have time. Okay. Your favorite author. Ooh. So I'll go first to give you some time to, like, think. I'm going to put Cassie Clare 
because she is one of those authors. And here's what's really funny. Um, if you asked me this question a year ago, I might have said J.K. Rowling. As I said, stated before, fuck J.K. Rowling. So she has lost every ounce of respect I had for her. Exactly, yeah. Um, so it's now Cassie Clare. And I say that because I own every single one of her books. And I devour them. And it's really hard to not be a favorite author when you do stuff like that. Right. When you write things that make me sit there and I'm just like, like it drops. I, I have more. no idea about the series and I buy it. Like that's, that's power. That's what that is. So going off of your answer and how you just explained that, yeah. I want you to guess who Natasha my favorite Preston. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I, Natasha Preston had, she only ever writes single novels. Mm-hmm. Although, according to her website, one of them is a sequel to another. I honestly don't see it, though. Okay. But whatever. Um, but she she is that way for me, too. I don't care. Like, for example, you saw that she dropped another book, which I didn't see because I don't follow it that closely. That's right. But you saw that she dropped another book. I got it for And you. bought it for me. And I gladly accepted it, even though I had no clue what it was about. Yeah. Because she is that, she's that type of author for me. Like, every single book that I've read of her, yes, I will admit a couple of her general plot lines for a couple of her books are a little too similar for me. Mm -hmm. But they're still very different, excuse me, in their own aspects, in their own ways. Mm -hmm. So they're still very good books. Yeah. Um, And she writes, she's not even, like, a dystopian writer. So, like, she's one of the newer ones that I've started reading just, like, last year. And her writings are more, like kidnappings and like murder mysteries and things like that where it's just like it's so gripping and she just kind of like pulls you in without like yanking you in like she's just like that little sweet old lady in like the trap candy house like come in little darlings have some nibbles of some sweets and then she like traps you and you're there and you're like fuck she's like the um the witch from Hansel and Gretel. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she, like, seems But, like, so in nice. a good way. <laughs> like, she just kind of, like, slowly reels you in and then, like, smacks you in the face with her book and you're like, fuck, Natasha, okay? I'm like, okay, <laughs> Natasha, that, that's not what I thought was going to happen. Right. But I guess we'll go with it. Yeah, so. Okay, so those are all the questions and I'm basically going to ask those questions of every new person I bring on so they mm-hmm. can kind of get, like, a feeling it won't be as long as this conversation because this is the intro yes. i'm like you're just gonna have to give me like more special yeah she's, she's <laughs> special all right oh yeah that's how i so, teach special ed so um we're going to do some uh quizzes okay. i guess is the best way to explain it um and so i thought because this is just a general uh book podcast i found a quiz called which book genre are you it's on bookster.com. It's called Bookster for the love of books, which is fair. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go through and we're going to answer them together. Okay. Um, each. So first question is, you consider yourself a, and you have the options of realist, pessimist, optimist, idealist. Hmm. I consider myself an idealist because <laughs> I want the ideal thing. But I'll settle if we can get close. Like, that's how I envision things. I, I'm an optimist. You're an optimist, yeah. Yeah. That's the last half full kind of gal. Yeah. Um, So then number two is what's your guilty pleasure? We have binge watching Netflix, going on a shopping spree, reading or writing fan fiction, and spending all day on the internet. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, you're gonna laugh at me um it's reading and writing fan fiction that and, does not surprise me and writing fan fiction because i do both and no i will not tell anybody what my ao3 name is uh-huh. you will have to i don't know it so don't at me either you will have to suss me out mm. <laughs> figure it out um i'm gonna go with binge watching netflix because <laughs> that funny. is my life right now um so, number three is, what's your favorite weekend activity? So, you have exploring outdoors, going to the movies, hanging out with friends, or reading. Mm. Um, I, that's tough. That's hard because, like, first of all, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. So, going to the movies is not going a thing. Going to the movies isn't a thing. 
Um, hanging out with friends kind of kind of is a thing, but not not fully. as much as it should be. <laughs> right. Like I can't go just like pop in at Alex's place and be like, yo, because he travels and I'm like, I don't want to catch COVID. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. But and majority of my like really, really good friends, besides like a couple, don't live in the same city as Yeah, me. you live two hours away. Yeah. Sorry so about that. That makes things more difficult. Just a smidge. Yeah. So I'm going to go with reading. I'm going to go with reading too. <laughs> wow. We're that. twins. Um, what adjective best describes you? And we have perceptive, whimsical, interpretive, and sentimental. Um, I think I'm sentimental. <laughs> I can see like that. Like hardcore. The first, like my gut reaction was to say whimsical. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am the epitome of a real-life incarnation of a Disney princess most days. That's, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so then, number five is, what do you fear most out of the following? Disease and dying, humiliation, losing loved ones, or isolation? Losing loved ones. Oh, wait, that was mine. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that one's yours. <laughs> but mine is actually more isolation. Like, could you imagine me, like... Never talking to another soul. Good God, no. <laughs> like, that would be terrible. Like, I, that, isolation was a really close second for me, but, like, I am, the Hufflepuff in me, like, couldn't, can't stand losing loved ones. Yeah. Like, I have lost a few in my life so far. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, a couple when I was super young that I really don't remember and didn't really have an emotional attachment to necessarily. Um, but, like, recently, like, the most recent was my uncle, a couple years ago and you know it wasn't necessarily sudden or anything like that like he was battling cancer and we knew that it was coming eventually and you know he was able to um pass on peacefully at home with his family watching tv so it was it was what he wanted mm-hmm. but it was still way too soon and i miss you uncle doug um but i do keep your picture in my wallet <laughs> um <laughs> That's cute. But just losing loved ones is one of those things that, like, I just, it's really hard for me. That's fair. So. So, number six, which quote speaks to you the most? You can't start the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. Ooh. Unknown. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. And never regret anything that made you smile. Mark Twain. Never allow waiting to become a habit. Live your dreams and take risks. Life is happening now. Unknown. And the simple things are also the most extraordinary things, and only the wise can see them. Paolo Coelho? 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 Whatever. Something. <laughs> those are all Oof, those, really good. The fir- I'm struggling between the first two. The first two? I um, really like the never allow waiting to become a habit, so that's what I'm going to go with. I think I'm going to go with life is short, break the rules, forgive quickly, all that good stuff. Okay. So then seven is, what's your biggest pet peeve in a book? (laughs) A lot. When one of the main characters dies, a slower dragging plot, generic or cliche characters, illogical plot elements. Oof. Okay. I have a lot of pet peeves in that list. (laughs) I would rather have illogical plot elements than a slower dragging plot. Same. And I'll take generic or cliche characters and one of the main characters dying as long as the plot is not slow or dragging because that will be the fastest way to make me put a book down. Right. End of discussion. Is that same? (laughs) Same. Literally spot on. Yeah. (laughs) What's the most important quality in a main character? Compassion, being quick-witted, courage, selflessness. Like, I'm going with selflessness because that's just who I am. (laughs) That's just like... I was going to say courage. Courage. It makes sense. So then, um, where is your favorite place to read? A cozy spot at home, outside on a nice day, a coffee shop or bookstore, poolside at the beach? Cozy spot at home. Yeah. Because I... The, the main reason I say that, and I know I just shared a story of me reading somewhere outside of my house, but I get extremely into my books sometimes, especially if they grab me like Natasha Preston's books sometimes do. Mm-hmm. Where I am, like, I will talk to the book. I will, like, have to, like, close the book for a hot second and yeah. just, like, take a deep breath. I feel that. I will, like, shake the book while I'm reading it. Like, I interact a lot with yeah. my books. So, like, there's always that, like, I don't want people to see that, like, that <laughs> yeah. type of thing. Yeah. No, I get that. So, reading in a cozy spot at home, which I have a new house, so I got to find my cozy spot. But 
So, uh, <clears throat> last but not least, what is your favorite way to pick up a new book? On an e-reader, at the library, borrowing from a friend, or at a bookstore? Mine is at a bookstore. Same. I love my physical copies. I love the, that fresh new book smell. So, uh, we both got fantasy. <laughs> it says, let's be honest, you really wish you had a pet dragon. <laughs> wow. Uh, the real world seems mundane to you sometimes. Uh, you always have hope that there's a little bit of magic hiding between the cracks in the sidewalk your fam your friends and family think you're a dreamer but you know how fantastical some things can be you see things as they could be not simply as they are and you're always wondering if there's something else out there so spot on so um funnily enough uh the fact that it uh mentions the real world seems mundane (laughs) Uh, the next quiz we're doing <laughs> is, uh, which Sarah Hunter family are you from? Yay! <laughs> um, and the reason I picked this one is because the first book series we're going to talk about is The Mortal Instruments. <laughs> which I am currently on book number three, City of yes. Glass. So, so and this is my first read-through of the books. Well, sort of. I started reading them... Um, in like a, I don't know, like what, five years ago, a something while like that. Ago, when I started um, reading them, and like I got into them, but I didn't like fully hardcore get into them, and so I kind of put it down and gave Sam back her copies and um, moved on to something else. And then she was like, "Hey, you should try this again," and yeah. so I did, and now I'm addicted. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is like a pick the like A B C D whatever, and then however many you have is what family you're part of. Gotcha. Um, so, and you don't know enough of the families to really get this. So this will be interesting for you. Okay. Um, so the first one is if you saw someone playing an instrument, you would a try to play it better than them. B talk to them and ask them to play a piece of music you like. C try to guess that piece of music they are playing. D ask to play it. You are able to play this instrument. (laughs) E watch quietly from afar. F ask to play it, but would probably be horrible at it. G, tell them a story that the instrument reminds you of. H, dance to the music. I, flirt with them. J, ask them questions about the instrument and piece of music they are playing. I would just watch quietly from afar because uh, confrontation. (laughs) I honestly would probably ask them questions about the instrument and the piece of music that they're playing because and only because I used to play an instrument. It's J. Ah, J. Okay. I'm like, you have to tell me what it is. Sorry. <laughs> um, so then, let's see. Before a test, you would most likely help a friend study, study vigorously, ask someone to quiz you on the material, wait until the last minute to study. You You've got, got this. this. <laughs> Read over the material yourself. Join a group of people who are already studying together. Brag about how good of a grade you will get. Make flashcards or use a website to study. Talk about how bad you will do on it. Ask others if they need any help with the material. I typically ask others if they need any help on the material if I'm confident. And I'm assuming with this, I'm confident in this. Okay. So I'm going with J. I'm I, actually going to go with C. C, ask, ask someone, someone to quiz you on it. Because even if I feel like I'm confident on it, I never actually truly feel confident on it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so the situation you would be best in is an argument a party a stressful one you'd be able to think of a solution quickly a fight talking to someone about your similar interests flirting a competition planning for something giving someone advice or listening to someone during a hard time in their life um yikes i uh, jay again because the hufflepuff just jumps out i'm i'm (laughs) torn between i and jay I'm going to go with Jay. Jay? Yeah. Let's see. Um, I mean, especially with my job. (laughs) Yeah, true. Um, There are mysterious drinks in front of you. Which one would you try? The one that is a rainbow and makes your heart beat fast. The one that is silver and smells like metal. The one that is pink and bubbly. The one that is golden overflowing. The one that is bright yellow like a lightning bolt. The one that is pink, sparkly, and smells like strawberries. The one that is white and glows. The one that is green and frothy and smells like pine. The one that is purple and so cold that the cup has frost on it. Or the one that is dark blue and swells like the ocean's waves. <laughs> Pink and sparkly and smells like strawberries. Let it up. Wow. <laughs> Let's be surprised. I'm going to go with the dark blue that swells like the ocean's waves. Uh-huh. Because that sounds great. 
Um, which of these words definitely does not describe you? Okay. Selfish, cowardly, accusatory, inept, liar, reserved, and... Incautious. Okay, how about just not cautious? Mm -hmm. Depressed, weak, or inconsiderate? I don't think I'm inept. (laughs) So I'm going with D. I'm going to go with J. J, inconsiderate? I'm definitely not inconsiderate. Which setting most catches your attention? An art studio with brick walls and large glass windows... A forest with trees that are dusted in snow and with foxes rustling the bushes. A busy city with lights colored green, purple, pink, and blue. An old attic with a piano on it and with a window that lets in a single ray of light. An old cabin in the woods with long seats around a campfire. A fluffy carpet in front of a fireplace with glass, a glass, a glass of wine on a coffee table. The top floor of a skyscraper with windows looking down on white, red, and blue cars. A large mountain covered in trees, bushes, and yellow and pink flowers. A beach with light pink sand and large rock formations. Or a wooden desk in front of a window whose glass is being tapped on by rain. A fluffy carpet in front of a fireplace with a glass of wine on a coffee table. Why did I know that's what you were going to go for? (laughs) How? I knew that was what you were going to do. I'm going with my big wooden desk in front of a window with rain. Like, that's just... That was my second one, but, like, that that first one just, like... It was the the glass of wine. It it was the glass of wine and the full-on Beauty and the Beast vibes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, during a dream, a mysterious woman presents an item to you. It is iron bars, strong and dependable, a sword, it steals smooth and pure, an old necklace with a glowing ruby, a black raven, its eyes holding the stories of a million years, an old book with an odd symbol on the cover, pearl-colored glasses that belong to a distant relative of yours, a gold star that is said to give unlimited power to its owner, an ancient fossil of an exact mythical creature. Extinct mythical creature. Oh, shit. (laughs) An extinct mythical creature. I'm reading too fast. A small animal whose fur glimmers, or a block of eyes with a single flame inside of it. I think I'm going to do an old book. Damn it. (laughs) Are you going to do it all? Yes. <laughs> Finish this sentence. In my point of view, life is a test and I have to protect those from I love from failing. A game that I must win. Magical. I get to meet new friends and form relationships. Cruel. It seems the ones I care for always seem to be after me. <laughs> okay. Damn. Important. It teaches you lessons. Meant for me, even though I face many hardships, I can still see the light at the end of the tunnel. A story, and I am the main character. Beautiful, the world around me is magical. Meant to be cherished, or a routine, people are born and people die. Shit. (laughs) Some of those are Um, dark. Some of them are dark. I probably, gosh, I don't know. Probably E, important, it teaches you lessons. I'm going to go with C. C. Magical. I get to meet new friends and form relationships. Okay, so if you were a book character, you would be part of a team, a protagonist, the selfless one, the hero, the intelligent one, the romantic interest, the antagonist, a side character, the wise one, or the mysterious one. I would be the side character. (laughs) That's what I was going to (laughs) say. One of us has to be the main character here. No! (laughs) Jesus, fine. We have to pick something different then if we can't agree on that. All right, I'll be the selfless one. The selfless one? What's that, C? I don't know. The wise one? Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Uh, Which of these describes you best? Brown hair, green eyes. Blonde hair, brown eyes. Red hair, green eyes. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Black hair, blue eyes. Red hair, brown eyes. Blonde hair, green eyes. Brown hair, brown eyes. Brown hair, hazel eyes. Brown hair, blue eyes. Jay, wow. Yay. Look at that. You both get Jay. Congratulations to us. In school, you excel at or excelled at social studies, science, art, PE, math, languages, technology, music, grammar, or literature. Um, Science. Science. I did pretty well with, um, I think, lit. Was, like, my strong suit. Yeah. My lit teachers all hated me. <laughs> my grade uh, on that goddamn research paper went down every sh- single year. It's okay. 
Uh, you try to surround yourself with people who are loyal, fierce, selfless, humorous, intelligent, unique, honest, kind, wise, and understanding. Um, I try to unique, basically, the people that I yeah <laughs> surround myself with. This is a hard one for me. Yeah. I'm going to go with understanding, Jay. Understanding, Jay. Okay, so <laughs> we're both Jay. Jesus <laughs> so we're Christ. from the same family. <laughs> Which uh, is... The Starkweathers! You haven't mentioned Starkweather. No. Oh, uh, have I? Hodge. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you love your family. Sometimes you cannot stop gushing about them, about how much you care about them. And other times you're more quiet about your love for them. You are curious about everything, always asking questions about the world around you. When people need someone to confide in, they go to you. You are very kind and understanding. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, I'll be interested to see what you get. <laughs> so I think we'll just end there because uh, we're... <laughs> we're at an hour. We're at an hour. We did it. <laughs> so uh, this has been the first episode of... Um, <laughs> All spoilers. All spoilers. Look at that. <laughs> we're so special. I hope you enjoyed meeting us, even though we're so strange. Jeez, help us. Oh, gosh. I hope this... Please come again. Please come back. <laughs> um, I hope this uh, got let you get to know us a little bit more, and especially our dynamic. Um, hopefully, you aren't completely tired of my voice yet. <laughs> or mine. Um, so, next episode, we're going to start on City of Bones. We're uh, going to be breaking the books up into... Increments of about five chapters, five chapters each episode. Uh, just because I don't, I, I was thinking about it and I was like, eh, I don't want to do like a, a whole deep, book. I, I don't want to do a whole book because that's going to be too much. And I don't want to do like every like two chapters because it's not like I'm trying to dissect it. Right. I just want to talk about it in broad terms. So right. every five chapters is about an episode. Yeah. So that's the gig basically that's the plan <laughs> last of the plan that's the plan sam <laughs> god i hate you so I love much you. <laughs> i'm ending this right now bye <laughs> bye